Good morning, viewers. Wake up! Do you guys? You got red hairs on your chinny chin chin, right? Somebody told me that. Somebody told me, you that you have you get red hairs on your chinny yeah. chin chin. Yeah, yeah, they told me that. Yeah, and I, I have to find out the hard way. I get them too. It sucks because it makes you, you know, a ginger. Why do you think? Why is ginger a name for people with orange hair? Isn't the color of ginger red? The color of ginger? Mm-hmm. No, I it's like yellow, right? Color. Isn't it yellow? Ginger the root? Yeah. It's not red at all, buddy. Hmm. It's I completely yellow and beige. It's yellow and beige. Ginger, don't even fucking begin to speak. I wonder why. Why ginger is what yellow and beige? Yeah, no, why they call it ginger then. Hmm. Welcome to the What's Your Angle podcast. My name, when I had to write it for the kneecap uh, formal assessment, was D'Ambra Jake. So that's it reversed with a comma in the middle. I'm sitting next to a new guy. I am speaking for our OCD listeners when I say some people are going to have some real problems with this bed and how it is looking. Because I know, looking at the camera right now, looking at the playback, I'm just disgusted by this room. So I hope that anyone who is viewing this on YouTube and has OCDBB knows that they can listen on any of the streaming services. And I honestly think that the audio is better for this podcast than the video. Um, but again, welcoming new angles. And this is, I think, our 20, probably going to be our 23rd or 24th angle um, along the way. And we are so happy to, to be the first two ginger podcasters. Because everyone knows that you can identify as a ginger on the kneecap exam, on the state tests, on your identification. You can identify as a ginger if you have at least 12 orange hairs. And I do. I have at least 12 orange hairs, or I've had at least 12 orange hairs before I shaved. With the new Gillette Mish 3, guys. This episode is sponsored by Gillette. I just picked up a wonderful razor for them called the Mish 3. And it was $12.99, uh, a reusable razor. You can buy new blades. And I had a pleasure using it. I tell you what, it's probably the closest shaving razor that I've used under the $15 bracket. Uh, I didn't use Gillette before. I used to go for brands that were kind of big, big CV, the CVS brand, um, you know, the kind of lesser name brands. But when I did finally invest in Gillette, I tell you what, folks, I realized what they say when they talk about quantity over quality. Um, this is an amazing company, and I am going to use this razor for the rest of my life, or at least until I have to buy another one. You know, I'm glad that you finally came to the Gillette side because nobody has any business shaving with the same company who produces pens, my friend, and chalk. So, well, son of a bick, get them out of here. Did they do lighters first? What What do you think the first thing? What do you Bic think their did? first thing is? That's for you. That's for you viewers. Question for you guys. Do your homework. 
Thank you, guys. Um, a little update on the whole podcast, uh, specifically our water challenge, our Thirsty Thick Skull Challenge. We currently have zero submissions on that, so we want to thank you humbly. You know, we've come a long way from zero views to... 13, actually, I'm sorry, from 156 views, I believe, on the first episode to most recent episode, I don't think it passed 10. So we do appreciate the fact that there's been no submissions and no one's going to be able to claim that cash prize unless you guys shape up and start doing your civic duty and send us your goddamn videos. Look, we, may have, hefty, we may have a hefty cash prize and since no one's submitting, you're never going to know. It's water. Prize. How hard is that to film yourself drinking? God, I didn't know we had so many camera shy men. Yeah, and I also didn't camera know we, we had so many um, parched viewers. Hmm. Yeah, right? You'd think that you'd be drinking water. I, I thought you already recorded yourself drinking water. I thought you'd have a bunch of B-roll. Just send it our way. Instead, you want to know what we see? Tumbleweeds in an open void. Don't you guys want to give the editor something to do? What do you think we do? You know, We, we don't come have... up with these challenges uh, out of our ass. We spend countless hours. We actually have to rent a meeting room, a boardroom. Most recently, we uh, went to the Brood Awakenings on Route 2. Remember that room? Mm -hmm. That was really nice. They catered the whole lunch. It was about $5,000. And we spent all afternoon trying to come up with something that was in the realm of possibility for you guys. He originally said he wanted all of you to film yourself um, taking whatever gun that your dad had and shooting yourself in the head. I had to calm down. I said, maybe not now, but maybe for episode 100, the whole thing will go blitzkrieg. But in the meantime, I was saying, what's some easy wing wings to do? Because I love chicken wings myself. And you said you're more of more a flats. boneless flats. Well, I don't know, guys. But uh, when I did, I, I don't eat chicken wings anymore. But when I did eat chicken wings, I was more of a flats guy. A lot of people I know are bone in, um, you know, drumstick head, drumstick fanatics, if you will. But I'm more of a flat guy. And that's how I like my wings. That's how I like my women flat chested. And I like flat things. It's just always been satisfying um, for me to see flat things. Mm-hmm. I don't so. know what that has to do with um, the challenge, but I appreciate your two cents. It really means a lot to me to know more about what goes on in your mind, right? I love preferences. Mm -hmm. Your preferences are very different from mine. Yep, and my, I would say my settings too, because um, I tend to be, I tend to be, I tend to weigh a little less than you. Did you do the um, the human software update? Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, the twenty twenty update was a really um, life-changing update for me and I was glad that I was happy to work with it and adapt to change you know it really it, it, they need to shorten this the process of the update because it takes about eight hours when you're sleeping um, they need to make that process shorter in my humble opinion because um, I feel that people are busy they always have things to do even in their sleep you know and the, the software update you might you guys might not know this because it's kind of been a part of Barack Obama's administration. Someone breaks into your house at night, they come in, they kind of load you up to the USB, I think it's C, because B is out obsolete at this point. So the USB-C port that's in the back of your anus, and they basically upload the software update um, to your mind. And so you don't, you don't know, notice a thing. And what you might notice though, is that you've had constantly new nightmares, um, and they're horrific nightmares. You know, your family being slaughtered um, and eaten by, uh, evil demons um you might notice this and that's because with the bernie administration um they're trying to implement wi-fi um software updates which makes sense right but the wi-fi in your head 
often the side effect of it is um, horrible, horrific nightmares of your family dying in awful ways. Their limbs are being mutilated and, and raped and all these nasty, nasty things. It's not really a question of why does each individual need to have their own personal Wi-Fi hotspot? Uh, it's a question of when. When can we get this process implemented and how easy is it going to be? We tried to help with the um, updating process by the jewel stick. You know, many of us were using the jewel stick to, to try to expedite the USB um, kind of, you know, JPEG and, and MP4 downloading into our systems so that we could render the full process, full Wi-Fi code, and so that the router could be born inside of us. Um, but after the flavor started getting, you know, banned, we had a hard time with the FDA administration. We lost a lot of progress, and we had to start implementing the night, the night, um, you know, night walker, as we call him in the industry, the, the person who comes in and does the updates on your anus each and every night. Um, this is the same same group of people we worked with to install the uh, podcast into your guys's car. You know, a couple, couple episodes back, probably ten episodes back, we talked about you know you're gonna Wednesday, Thursdays, consecutive nights where there is a man. He does come into your car. He you know you leave it unlocked. And he installs the updates so that every morning when you're commuting to work, you get the next episode of the What's Your Angle podcast. Um, but this new this new plan that Bernie's trying to do is a little more complicated as it does involve direct rectal insertion. And so that's been tough for us, but we are working on new ways to try to get young people to um, get back on the jewel craze, get back on the USB craze in general. Mm -hmm. um, additional updates in the firmware delivery. Um, I've got word of this through, I think it was um, the Atlantic. Uh, quote me on that. I think it's the Atlantic. That, yeah. You can check online. They were um, talking about specifically... Uh, new ways to kind of up, upload your data to your mind um, rather they than through your cloud. rectal cavity. What was that? Sorry. They call it the cloud. They call it the cloud. You know, your mind. And whenever they said um, your head's in the clouds, that was their slogan because they want to kind of use that for deliverability. Um, but there was talk through Atlantic that um, they're going to be working on this thing called spermware. Have you heard of this? I have, yeah. It's like firmware except it's actually delivered through your sperm. So what they recommend is the night crawler, I'm sorry, the night walker, whatever you'd like to call him, his name is malleable, um, but he will show up after he fixes your car. And if you're in an urban area, that step skipped because most, I mean, most people don't have cars in uh, a metropolitan city like New York City. Um, so that's, that step is skipped for our urban listeners. Um, he lets himself in because he has a skeleton key. Um, goes to your bedroom and he looks at you. I think he's doing like a, an assessment with right. his eyes. I think it's so five to ten minutes he looks at you. And he has to, uh, unfortunately for you, he has to activate the sleep paralysis, um, which is just necessary so that you don't um, act out violently. So often people talk about in the dream journals of a man standing in the corner of their room uh, during their sleep paralysis. It's a horrific experience and they wish that it would never happen. Well, you're going to start wishing that it happens more often because what he's doing is looking out for your best interests. He's scanning your head to toe, making sure everything is in check before he gives you the spermicide. I mean, I apologize, spermware. Um, so once you fall back asleep, he he gets the okay. That's essentially the okay for him to walk to you, um, and then he proceeds to. Um, this is male. This is a male only process. I apologize, ladies, um, but he proceeds to jack off your cock um, for I think it's however long it takes for you. How how long does it take you to come, my friend? Uh, well, if I was asleep, it could be anywhere from thirty seconds to two minutes. If I'm in the midst of a wet dream, um, you know it's it's hard to tell. 
when I'm wanking on my own time, I ultimately have the ability to edge myself and get myself to a point of um, of uh, climax. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes I'll choose to go longer um, when I'm feeling like duration is going to be a sexual pleasure. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I'll go shorter if it's a necess- uh, necessary action to take, and I feel like that I just need to get my goo out. Okay. Um, in this in this case, I would usually say that it takes the victim thirty to two minutes to ejaculate for the night walker. So picture this, you're sleeping in your room, fast asleep, you're back in that wet dream of yours, except this isn't much of a wet dream, this is actually you being um, abused, but it's a good, it's it's the best kind of abuse. Um, he's uh, masturbating your, your uh, penis and your genitals, um, stroking kind of like the bottom of your um, rect, uh, not your, well yeah, your rectal region, you know, he has five fingers, so he puts one in your rectal region because you're used to the rectal firmware. Um, and then he takes his other fingers and kind of slowly starts massaging the hair on your balls. Um, and ultimately, it's this is a testicular process as well, and it expedites the, um, the goo from shooting out. And so the spermware, what he does is once the sperm is outside, he has to take it and, and put his mouth on, on, on your, on, unfortunately, on your penis um, and take in that sperm. And he's actually going to gargle it um, to upload the, the necessary uh, requirements that you have. Then he proceeds to take your mouth and he slowly just uh, latches it open and kind of recycles and reharmonizes the sperm within your own body. And that's how the, uh, the spermware is actually um, received. So you wake up the next day feeling great. And if you ever wonder why you're feeling so good and you woke, you know when you wake up and you feel great, mm-hmm. you say you're ready to start the day. Yeah. It's because there was a man in your room last night who did you what you needed. Yeah. This is all called uh, a, co- uh, a term that we've coined over the years called the one unit system. Um, before, we were doing a similar procedure, but unfortunately the semen was being discarded with after every single um, excursion for the Nightwalker. But now we've figured out a way that we can actually recycle that semen into the victim's mouth um, so that nothing really has to go to waste in the whole spermware process. Um, and, you know, we took a lot of influence from what's called the incubus. It's a, a folkloric... Um, a figure that would come, you know, in the night, um, and it would stalk its prey, uh, and it would actually rape the uh, victim that it chose. It's tragic. That's tragic. And um, it would, it would, it was kind of like a demon. Also, kind of a similar story to the sleep paralysis. It was, it was a demon who would come in the night and would rape, you know, innocent people, mm-hmm. and then the, the person would wake up uh, and, and, you know, and, and be so confused because they were kind of in this dreamlike state. They had no control. Um, the incubus, in fact. It'd sometimes have wings. It would sometimes appear as kind of a, a goblin type of creature, mm-hmm. and that's how we've modeled um, Malleable. Who is his name? Is his name's Malleable, and he has a whole team of people, and um, we've modeled him to look kind of like the Incubus. So, but that we tried to see the bright side of that story because there's always two sides to every story. You could view it on surface level as tragic, but we tried to see the function functionability yeah. I mean of this it. is one of the things about Bernie that's being criticized a lot um, and his plans you know he, he he sometimes take things a little too literally so we wanted to make sure that if we're gonna get inspiration from this horrific folkloric story we can kind of put a good modern twist on it um, but I think you know over all of the interpretations and all of the aesthetic changes that we've made to the story the main thing of importance and why people keep you know calling um malleable and his team back is because of the results guys Mm -hmm. you know you wake up and you have i think it's three to four bars of wi-fi 
and you know you're ready to start the day you don't need the in-home Wi-Fi although we do include include that as a package deal um, you you know you, you can go out you can live your whole life you don't have to be relying on LTE you have inner Wi-Fi and um, ever since you know we, we started with the rectal software and the spermware has been um, a great great success in the past couple months now unfortunately um, up until a couple weeks ago, this was like Jake said, only a service that was available for our male consumers. We were trying for months to figure out how could we, um, you know, kind of figure out a way to get this to the female market because that it's incredible. is incredible. That's where I was thinking. That is fifty to sixty percent of our market is, of course, of females. So, what, ladies, we're not going to forget about you. Of course, we couldn't forget about our female consumers. So we figured out a way to. Um, even more increase the um, re reusable aspect of this uh, spermware. Mm -hmm. What do we call so, it though? <clears throat> what we're gonna do is um, gonna be implemented in the next one or two weeks. What happens is after the night crawler comes into the night, um, he you know he he does his rectal play and then he ejaculates you in your dream. Um, he loads you with the spermware orally. And then what happens to you is you are actually able to uh, defecate, uh, I'm sorry, defecate the sperm out um, from your same rectal passage that was being um, roused earlier. Mm -hmm. And what happens is the, the semen will drip onto a small white cloth that the incubus will take. He'll put it into a little vial and he'll put it in his jacket where he has all the other vials that he, connect, that he collected that night. It's kind of like a tooth fairy. So then... He'll go back to the lab, he'll analyze all the semen files, and he'll see in the area who is compatible with that semen. Um, now, this was a process that took us probably the longest to come up with, but basically we wanted to make sure that no semen was going into the wrong woman. Mm -hmm. And um, you know how we decided, and, and how we figured out that there is more to astrology than people give credit for. Oh yeah. Sagittarius works perfect with the cancer, so he proceeds to go to the cancer's house and what the what what's the full process look like? Well, basically, you know, we took that into account, and we did ask ourselves, okay, well, are we actually getting the um, information, uh, the astrology information from the semen? And we ultimately decided no. And so we would ask Malleable, okay, well then, why is it necessary to take the semen to the home lab and analyze it if we can just simply ask the victim what their um, birth, what their birth is, and then figure out their their sign from there? And Malleable had his own reasons. It's really not important at this time. Uh, he, he still is analyzing the data. So we figured it wasn't Stop worth listening. We figured it wasn't worth, uh, you know, indulging our time. If he wants to have his fun with the samples in his home lab, that's really that's, I mean, that's his right. It's his right. It's really none of our business. And uh, the consumer, as far as I'm concerned, shouldn't have a say in any of this. So anyway, uh, we found out the matching signs in nearby neighborhoods. We simply put, you know, Gemini's with Gemini's. We have a Taurus with Taurus. It's you know it's simple. Everyone knows that um, you know wh when you are the same sign as someone else, it's clear that there can be arranged marriages set up, and it's clear that you have a future together. Um, and if you don't believe me, just try meeting someone with your same sign and tell me that you don't love that person so much you want to marry them. So I'll wait because you can't. We've decided, um, and we have the system set up, and basically I think by this weekend. Uh, we are trying to implement a second group of uh, of men uh, who are going to be going, you know, going out kind of like the Santa Claus and elves, if you will, of the uh, tech world. They're going to be going out and they're going to be coming in your home, ladies, uh, and they're going to be watching over you. You're going to be falling into a deep sleep. They're going to inject you with the sleep paralysis serum. 
They're going to take out um, anyone in your family or any loved one that is around you. You're going to dispose of them accordingly. And then they're going to actually insert that semen into you um, so that you can in turn birth a new router um, inside. And what is going to happen is you're going to have to go through a small nine-month period where you are growing a router inside of your uh, stomach. But once the router is birthed, once the child is birthed, um, the full software will be updated and you will have... 5, 5G LTE service. What's also incredible is the child that you have now uh, provides its own mobile hotspot. So whenever you're near your child taking care of the child, you'll be able to have your phone and other mobile devices, iPads, um, Linux devices. Yeah. They'll all be powered. Um, and the and perks don't end there. Um, I mean, that's the just child, starting. The child also has a charging dock. Oh my goodness. Um, you can charge, I think, for a newborn, up to five devices at once on the child. The two ports are actually, they, they develop in the back of the cranium. Mm-hmm. So you just have to make sure that you're uh, within five feet, or depending on how, how big your um, cord is. Mm-hmm. And you have, the op- you have the option for a house phone. Um, the soft spot right on the child's head when it's born is where you can dock, um, similar to an old-style iPhone dock. You can, you can dock a house rests. phone there. Or you could set up a possible Bluetooth speaker device. I'll kind of simulate how it looks from the child uh, child's perspective. You have the soft spot in the skull right here. It's very dangerous if you put any pressure on that spot. So what we'll be doing is docking the iPhones there. And that'll be not only a charging station, but it'll be a Bluetooth port and it'll be a GPS system. It also um, protects the baby's head from harm. So yes. this is kind of its own protective unit in general. So it, it's good on many different ways. Now, we are still doing studies at this time as to how dangerous the effects of all the waves, energy waves from the devices are towards a child. But we're almost positive that, you know, anything um, bad that could happen is very unlikely I mean, to happen. Also, how bad could it be? Yeah. It's really probably not that and big And the thing of a is deal. that we haven't, we haven't lived really long enough to do full studies on this. Um, and what I mean is, you know, are radio waves from cell phones affecting humans? So at this time, the FDA, you know, the USDA, is approving us and saying, look, go forward for now and we'll check with the baby in 10 to 15 years mm-hmm. and see any defects at that point. Then we can move forward. Similar to when they implemented the Juul system, they already knew that there was enough time to see what the effects were of Juul. They said right. it was perfectly safe. It's been around for, I think it was like two or three years and they said that that should be good to uh-huh. um, to clear. So yeah. that's how the Juul was implemented. Similar uh, similar ideology and philosophy, government philosophy. Uh, this We've given this maybe about five months of testing, and they said it's good to go because nothing bad has happened in that period. Yeah. So 50 years down the line, we're still going to be crystal clear. So, yeah, we're in the clear right now, and we are excited to implement this process. Uh, we have had a couple subjects that have unfortunately died in the childbirth. Um, yeah, but what can you do? You know, it happens. We, we tried testing on monkeys. We tried testing on rats. But the <sighs> USDA insisted that we, if, if we insisted that the product was safe, then we would have to test on a human species. So, look, we lost childbirth. You know, it's a tale as old as time. Uh, what are you going to do about it? We you don't, can't get rid of the old tale. We don't know, you know, the science necessarily yet to having a router birth inside you while simultaneously having a childbirth outside of you. Um, but stop crying. We do know that at this time, we don't have any evidence proving that it is unsafe, per se. Um, stressing the per se of this. But, you know, as long as all the legal documents are signed on your end of the bargain, the Wi-Fi will be better than ever. And you'll have kind of some of the best signal on the market. It is more, uh, competing, competing with Verizon, who's running a similar program. But And for the average consumer, we know how much of a hassle it is to get 
your pen out, sign on the dotted line. So we've taken that step we along with the hands of the U.S. government. Um, we've taken that step and we've shook their hand so that you don't have to take a pen in yours. You see, this is more of an involuntary process and mm-hmm. we vouched for that and we were vouching in terms of putting you first. Yeah. We know that it's an inconvenience yeah. to sign documents. How about now in a today where everyone's trying to go paperless, mm-hmm. I don't even think I own a pen. I have to, you know what I do? I go to DocSign on Google Drive. Everybody knows the familiar DocSign, DocHub. They all have a different name, but they do the same thing. You sign on your smartphone, you copy and paste that into the document, and that's how you sign documents nowadays. Okay, I could have... I I could have completed a doctorate in the time that it took me to sign that document. What Jake is trying to say is that we know in this day and age you don't really have time to sign up for something like this, but we also know that this is something you need in your life. So and we know it's for your best for you. We've taken it's the middleman we've taken the middleman out of the equation and we've kind of added another man in the equation and the night the night crawler. We have in turn made it so that you don't have to go through any of these legal hoops to get this technology. We've like Jake said, we've shaken the hand of the government officials, we've shaken the hand with the USDA, we've shaken the hand with the meat companies mm-hmm. in the meat packing district, and we got it all in the clear for you guys. So all you really need to do is go to sleep, have a good slumber, wake up feeling relieved, wake up feeling um, aroused, mm. and wake up feeling ultimately extremely, extremely. Waiting on it. Extremely wireless because you're gonna have that Wi-Fi system inside of you and you're gonna be running on the fastest speeds in the nation. Guess what? You're probably watching this at night when you're about to go to bed. So you have something to look forward to, guys. Right before you go to sleep tonight, make sure that closet is open because the man does tend to hang out in there for a little bit because when he's not on the clock, you know, he's playing solitaire, he's in your closet, he's doing whatever he needs to do. He's playing Candy Crush. Just let him do his thing. So he's Either probably the there right unlocks. now. You you do the closet might, unlocked. If you see a shadow figure in your closet right now, he's hearing us. He's giving us a thumbs up yeah. on the on the on the mobile device that you're probably watching. You're good. This you're time. probably wondering, you know, when's going to happen i'm getting a little impatient do not worry if you do see the shadow man that means that the undertaking is going to happen soon and you are going to be on the track so you better fall asleep quickly because if there is a time limit um if he does not see you asleep there was a clause that the government made us add he will uh, decapitate you don't even worry about that it's in god's hands you're going to be just fine it's really important that you fall asleep as soon as possible Um, we don't want anything bad to happen to you and you really don't want to be awake for the procedure anyway. Mm. So I would I would really strongly advise you guys to go to sleep as fast as possible. Whatever you need to do, take a NyQuil, take you know a melanin. Um, you, you know you got to go to sleep. There's a there's a ten minute leeway time, and you've probably through this explanation, I think you've lost eight minutes of that. I think 10. at least eight minutes. So you have two minutes. You have two minutes to fall asleep at this time. I do not want to worry you, but I do want to tell you that the procedure is extremely painful, mm-hmm. it's extremely uncomfortable, and it's extremely criminalizing. So we need you to fall asleep at this time, guys. Pause the video, go to sleep, continue it in the morning. If anything, watch a quick one minute and 30 seconds ASMR video so that you can fall asleep faster, but I really don't know if you have the time. Um, I can already sense these coming out, and you're probably getting the jitters just thinking about it. Uh, I mean... Uh. We, we, we could have told you this at the beginning of the clip, but really there's no time anymore. So guys, if you are listening, just please, I'm going to tell you a quick lullaby. You need to go to sleep now, okay? We'll baby, sing to you. Baby, baby, go, go to, to sleep. sleep. 
Now you need to gonna go get quickly. Do it now. You. He's coming. Go to go sleep, sleep and wake up. up. You're Turn gonna on have podcast a masturbation. Thank, Thank you, you very much. Hey. So it's as simple as that. At this point, you're probably not listening anymore. So we can kind of relax, not have to worry uh, about entertainment feel value. Good? It feels good. We can just kind of have a normal conversation like we normally would. I got to tell you, the past 24 minutes, I've kind of been on edge because I realized that we didn't let them know beforehand that they should have been already on the path to fall asleep because I didn't realize that when we air these episodes, mm-hmm. it's usually um, you know, nighttime. But nevertheless, I'm happy that we've implemented the service and I think we can move on. Mm-hmm. I agree. Um, for all the people that say that we are a um, comedy podcast, again, fall in the ditch. Nobody finds you. I hope you die slowly because this is a therapeutic podcast. Um, but let's say that we had a comedy-driven podcast. Let's just say, say something let's funny do, let's, let's just us. hypothetic. Let's just create a hypothetical. We're going to run it, okay? Um, we did some research the other night to prove that we are not a comedy podcast at all especially not an improvised com- comedy podcast improvised comedy so when you make things up on the spot you come up with crazy scenarios that would never happen in this world think like the wiggles roly polioli um mickey mouse clubhouse things like this some of the best improvising greats they started at the um what is it i think it's what is it called in chicago second city that's where they started mickey mouse roly polioli wiggles they all kind of were the great minds of the time. I believe this was in the 90s. Um, they'd kind of paved the way for the new improvised comedy scene. Mm-hmm. Um, some say that Jerry Seinfeld and friends were never the same when they finally saw their work. So I could I could absolutely agree with that. Um, and so we decided to see what the modern day uh, improvised comedy landscape is. Um, and 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 what what it kind of has turned into podcast wise because we're doing everything in our power to not be that because again this is a therapeutic podcast i release my demons to caleb he releases his all over me and it ends up working out in, in a in a nice way and you guys are there keeping your goddamn mouths shut so that we're able to talk about our feelings um and that's been the goal since day one yep um, but with the improvisation comedy, just if we were an improvising group, we wanted to know what we were up against. Um, so we did research and we found amazing, oh hilarious goodness. podcasts. And honestly, it made me think twice. It made me ask ourselves, gee, should we give this improv comedy a shot? Because I don't know. These guys are getting a lot of views. These guys are getting a lot of popularity. And although we do appreciate the therapeutic audience that kind of tends to be on the quieter side of things, we would also like an audience that can laugh with us, experience the joy of life with us together. Mm -hmm. So we decided that for this podcast, we were going to take small break from the seriousness of therapy. And we're going to see if we could execute a small improvised scene. Um, we've never really improvised before in the podcast. We said from a very early time that we were going to um, make, you know, fact the most important thing. And we wanted to have citations and we wanted to be never telling, you know, any false information. We wanted to just be speaking truly so that the viewers could get a full experience. But this time we decided maybe it's time to divulge a little bit into the improvising, into the comedy 
Um, world is about trying new things. We need to try some new things in our world to keep it spicy and alive. Mm-hmm. Uh, because all this talk about sadness is getting me hungry. Hungry for some laughs. Yeah. So we're gonna take a small. Um, we're just gonna, you know, we're gonna, Psycho. We're gonna take a small um, diversion, and we are going to just kind of. We're gonna, we're gonna try to have first. We're gonna start with a natural conversation. You know, it's just gonna be. We're just gonna be talking. You know, maybe, maybe talking about ourselves. Maybe talking about the state of things um, with pop culture. You know, but eventually we are gonna divert into a little improvised scene. So just so that the viewers aren't alarmed, um, just you know, brace yourself for what's about to happen. All right. So do you want to set up? I, I, how does I this, how just, does this work? Go we're, right new into it. It. we're new we just, at it. We so. just, I think we just go right in to kind of just, we just have to be natural first and then an improvisation will come out of the kind of natural way of things. So why don't we just start with any, how any good conversation starts and we ask ourselves, you know, what do you want to talk about? I hope they like us. I really hope. Good. Maybe, we'll this be okay. could be, maybe this could be our new thing. This could be our big break. So, yeah, I mean, what have you been up to this week? Hmm. I Pause. have... 15 years. I'm at the doctor's office. I'm screaming. Doc, Doc, what the heck is wrong with me? Doc, Doc, Doc. What the heck is wrong with me? What the heck is wrong with me? Uh, uh, you know what it is? You have crazy liquid coming out of your ears. Oh, what's this liquid coming out of my ears? Oh, God, it feels like hot lava. I gotta get this. It's coming coming in your ears? Okay, okay. Oh, oh. Wait, that's Mountain Dew. That's Mountain Dew. Let me drink that. Pause. The two doctors are horny. Oh, oh, you're so sexy. Woo! I, I, I. I'm so fluffy. Pause. Continue. Pause. The two doctors are sad. Ask me what's wrong. What's wrong, Doc? Doc, what's wrong? I make so much money. No! Pause. The two doctors are eating a gigantic hoagie sandwich. Him at one end, me on the other. Pause. They eat it in reverse. Pause. Two gentlemen enter the room and sit down. It's 1956, a noir film. Gee, I gotta say, Pete. What? The ants have been driving me crazy. Aren't they crazy? They are crazy. Wow. Hey, Jimmy, did you read the new, uh... To read the new article in the newspaper. Oh, you mean the one on Coca-Cola? Yeah, they're turning their name to Pepsi. Oh. 
scene. I mean, Woo! I want to give ourselves a round of applause at this time. Woo-hoo! I mean, guys, wow, that was a, that was. A, I mean, look, I was invigorated. I gotta say, I thought it would be improvised comedy, but I don't know about you, but I felt some kind of moments of drama in there. I was about to cry at one point. I think it when was you during said the, the gentleman thing, scene mm-hmm, when you said the thing about Pepsi. Mm. I was shaken to my boots. Mm. So, guys, that just shows kind of a little bit of a departure from what we normally do, but maybe it's something that you want to see this podcast go in the direction of. We, you know, we've talked about if you guys wanted this to be a um, lemonade podcast. You, we talked about if you wanted this podcast to be a podcast about gaming, major mm. gaming. We've talked about if you wanted this politics. to be a politics podcast. But uh, now here's kind of another God. option. Do you want this podcast to be a full improvisational comedy podcast? Because if that's what you want. You got it. I mean, because I do. You got two pros right here. We kind of just did. That was a quick, 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 quick scene. That's what you call two naturals but doing what they're supposed we conveyed, to do. You know, we conveyed laughs. We conveyed sexuality. <laughs> we conveyed, you know, horror. Uh, the moment when the two gentlemen were in that bar, I felt like I was really mm-hmm. there. Do you want to know what would elevate the horror experience? If I did something like this, you're oh. shaking in your boots, aren't you? That's called improvised lighting. And with the addition of the dimmer, you have many options there. Oh, yes. All different sort of color ranges you can achieve. So, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I kind of see a new direction for the podcast to go. And it's a shame that we are at war with our viewers and we have to end the Mm -hmm. podcast because, you know, I could really see this thing going on for 100 more episodes. You know, it's more of a shame how prominent that bald spot is. I know. I'm looking at this. I'm saying it's kind of an improvised bald spot. So you got shot in the head. <laughs> well, you know, sometimes when you when you do these improvisations, so you uh, got impaled in the head. They're a little too real, and things will happen. You know, I've been working with my improv group, my improv 101 group, and let's just say we were doing a we were doing a scene, we were doing a gunfight, we we're doing a, a, a you know, it was a World War II, and mm-hmm. I took it a little too far. You I thought did, there were blanks in the gun. Yeah, I thought there were blanks. I was playing a fictional game of Russian roulette, and I brought in a real revolver. Uh, I was not the only one who took damage, but unfortunately, I was the only one who lived. Unfortunately. So, guys, listen, we've given you a lot to work with here, and we do want to remind you that if you like this podcast, you can listen to us on, I think, what is it? I think, I think they're saying it's at least five platforms. We have YouTube, which is the main, main flame, and then we have Spotify, Apple Music, Simplecast, which is an amazing new service. It's and simple, really. Pod Bay, and I think... We're on Google and Stitcher 2. That's at least seven places that you can listen. Stitcher 2. And you can watch us. Stitcher 2 is an amazing new platform. <laughs> it is a sequel to Stitcher 1. This is an even better service where we are charging the members to be listeners of the mm-hmm. podcast. Stitch2.biz. Look it up. So, you fucking idiot. Giving you a lot to work with. We want to remind you, viewers, to submit the water drinking challenge. The water drinking challenge is a simple challenge you where you thick skull. S- simply send us a video of you drinking clear good old h2o from about an eight ounce glass we want to look at those videos we want to see the amazing water that you drink and how you drink it every day my name is caleb cronano if you don't send us those videos i'm gonna put a bullet in your head okay and we are gonna sign off my name is jake see ya on the next one Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Good morning, viewers.